0: Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hey there, Mike Williams, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Today's podcast is going to be called, They Did What? Listen, longtime clients and members know we began warning of the, quote, impending doom price of oil. Just as 2012 dawned, as bizarre as we sounded then, we reiterated the same in a special report we did in the winter of 2013. Witnessing what has unfolded since is always humbling, much like missing the tech bubble was in 2000 to 2003. I remember back then, many people would write me emails and calls and say, Mike, when's it going to be time to buy tech again? My answer was always the same, and here it is. When it's time to buy tech again, you will want nothing to do with tech stocks. Think about this. Has oil been miscalculated? When I wrote the first piece on the aspects of an oil collapse, it was laughed away, of course. The U.S. was cresting back then at 7.7 million barrels a day of output. People were shocked by all the fracking going on. Fracking was termed though too short term and the thesis was that it was a one shot wonder. It just wouldn't last. That might be the case if you and I were only finding oil via fracking. But the output each day in the US now is over nine million barrels. Heck, even the Gulf of Mexico has just recently hit all time highs in output. And by the way, they have nothing to do with fracking. Even as we see rigs and operations hit multi-year lows, the assumption all along over in Middle East was simple. Production will plummet, will crush them. Uh, That actually hasn't happened that much. Even as the torture for the energy sector continues, the U.S. pumped a near record 9.2 million barrels a day in January, according to the most recent stats released by the U.S. Energy Administration. That is down a minuscule six-tenths of 1% from the end of 2015, and it's an actually slower pace than the pace of U.S. monthly production declines that started last year. In other words, America's incredibly resilient oil boom has not yet been hit hard enough to fix the oversupply in the global glut. U.S. oil production peaked in April of 2015 at just 9.7 million barrels. So yes, it's come down in the months since, but only a tiny bit, and it is still up over a 1,400,000 barrels a day since we first warned about energy going down. So, earnings are the key. Of course, everybody is fearful that they are being crushed. Well, when you throw in the disappearance of energy earnings, it is indeed looking like a recession. In late January, after watching values get shattered in the oil sector, we suggest the following in your morning note. Earnings damage done was the question mark. The yearly change in forward earnings did turn slightly negative during June of last year, and it's up just 1.1% year over year through the week of January 21st. However, the S&P isn't in a profits recession when you exclude the earnings of the energy sector. NIPA profits, that's the profits reported in the National Income and Product Accounts, after-tax corporate profits rose to a record high. Think about that for a second. It's got a solid year-over-year gain of 8.5% as we ended last year. Now, that's not too shabby. So let's let's think of this. Let's let's drop this quote headwind fear from our thinking process. Yes, the energy sector is a major drag on overall S&P earnings. It will continue to be so for another probably two quarters and then we'll round trip everything. Further considering the following Earnings-related elements now carry a much lower earnings share in the marketplace. Having fallen three quarters in the price, the price of crude can't fall a lot more. What does that mean? Well, it's (laughs) if prices fall further, that wouldn't have as much of an impact on S&P earnings anymore, as the size has shrunk. S&P energy earnings as a portion of the market have dropped from 14.9% of the market to now a record low of 3.3% of the market. Think about that for a minute. Another $10 a barrel drop in oil would be fantastic for the economy and consumers worldwide, but it would only affect earnings by a mild amount since they've already been shellacked. What's the bottom line? Bottom line is this the markets are feeling the trepidation of what this next earnings season will bring. As the data is going to begin to flow shortly for Q1 results, I stand by the same thesis presented in several podcasts. The impact of the energy collapse is about complete. We should see a round trip by probably early Q3. The media will mistakenly focus on the quote earnings recession. When the bulk of that setback is all in energy comps, corrective windows and or periods of price panic, even a hoped-for summer swoon should all prove valuable for long-term investors with cash holdings. By the way, let's pray that we get them all. Fear is good for values. The focus on an earnings recession feels like 1994 to 1995 all over again. It also feels like something else. It feels like Greece, debt problems, Grexit, the pigs, Chexit, Brexit, Brazil, Ebola, and Zika virus fears. All of them fell into what we call the Armageddon now, box, turning into Armageddon later. So I hope those thoughts have been helpful. Think about them. Have a great day. Thanks again for joining us. And until we see you again on the next podcast, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.